A good Nerev Shabbos and a good Chodesh to all. Welcome back to Turn Friday into Erev Shabbos. Who doesn't need Shabbos? So why? Why limit ourselves to Friday? Why not experience a beautiful Erev Shabbos? Our Turn Friday into Erev Shabbos series is generously sponsored by dear friends Mending for Fishman. Here comes that siren. It is time to get ready for Shabbos. Time to turn our Friday into Erev Shabbos. You know, you think about what's going on in the world. I mentioned who doesn't need Shabbos more than ever. Last Shabbos, last Shabbos, hundreds if not thousands of our brothers and sisters in Ukraine were having to be Machala Shabbos. They had to violate Shabbos in order to be able to save their lives, in order to do God's will. And in fact, the rabbi, the chief rabbi of Odessa, who led hundreds of orphans as they were refugees from their homes, said to them, said, one week ago, we honored and listened to Hashem by keeping Shabbos. This week, we honor and listen to Hashem by violating it. And I think to myself how lucky, how fortunate, how blessed we are. Throughout our history, pogroms and persecution have forced us to run, to flee, to violate Shabbos, because saving a life supersedes. And yet we, we can walk into Shabbos with serenity and peace, with joy and music and laughter and smiles. We who can be ready early and Shabbos can find us waiting. How blessed and how fortunate we are to not be on a bus and to not be paying security, to not be running over borders and to not be refugees, but to simply be able to enjoy Shabbos. What an incredible, incredible bracha that we have. I want to ask everyone to participate who hasn't in our global campaign once a year. We turn to those non-BRS members who benefit from our classes, our writings, our programs, our teachings, to please do your part. Help enable us to continue to spread our Torah. Can't do it without you. We need your help in order to not only continue, but to expand what we do. So please, take a moment right now while you're listening or watching, or right afterwards, and go on brsonline.org global, brsonline.org global, and let us know. So we continue with Richard Meyer Morgenstern. We continue with... His uh, insights in the beautiful uh, pamphlet that is the precursor to a Sefer B'yamdurachacha on Shabbos. This light, the extra additional soul that we have, we've shared this so many times, but all week long, our neshama is competing for attention. All week long, our neshama is fighting the guf. All week long, our soul is fractured and fragmented. All week long, our soul is fighting technology and to-do lists and all that is on our plate. But come Shabbos, we can live with Hashem. Hashem We're finishing the book of Shmos. Chazak, chazak, v'nis chazek. We strengthen one another. We're finishing Shmos, the story of the Mishkan, of creating a place for Shachanti B'Socham, so Hashem should live with us. We want to live with Him. We want to feel His presence. But you know, you can't hear Hashem's voice over the sound of the internet and the radio and the podcast and all the noise that is in our lives. But when we turn down that noise, when we shut off all those distractions, now his voice comes through loud and clear. And that's why we feel his presence. We feel the presence of Hashem more on Shabbos than any other time of the week. So this notion, this neshama that is expanded, our neshama that is on fire, our neshama that is more attuned, our antenna, which is extended, we feel it in three ways. Nefesh, ruach, uneshama. Let's explain. A little bit of length. So much of our experience of Shabbos depends on our proper understanding of this. In getting ready for Shabbos, in preparing for Shabbos, in turning Friday into Erev Shabbos and Shabbos itself. So we experience Hashem's presence on Erev Shabbos and going into Shabbos in three ways in three realms. The Nefesh, the Ruach, and the Neshama. We begin with the Nefesh. 
These are three different levels of soul. You know, a nefesh is the animal soul. An animal also is an animated being. An animal is also alive. An animal also has an element of a soul, but it's not the human soul. It's not the human intellect and the human self-awareness and the human capacity to communicate. And there are, we know, we know there are four different realms. I'll tell you a beautiful insight. I recently heard it from Rabbi Ephraim Waxman Shlita when we took a group of guys to New York for a fly and we sat and sang with him and afterwards he spoke to us and he shared the following. He said, we know that there are different realms in this world. There's the inanimate object and then we have the uh, vegetative world and then we have the animal kingdom and then we have human beings. We have the domain, the chayit, somerach, and medaber. So you have the inanimate world, a table, a chair. There's no life force to it whatsoever. It is entirely and utterly inanimate. And then you have on top of the um, on top of the inanimate object, then you have the vegetative world. You have trees and flowers that blossom, that grow, that sprout. And then you have the animal kingdom. And then you have, lastly, the medaber, which is the human being. I omitted one of our sponsors. I hope they're still listening so they know I am mentioning them. Yona Lazar, in honor of his esteemed cousin, me. Oh, my cousin, Rabbi Yona Lazar. Wow. I love you, Yona. The best. I didn't even know. My cousin, Yona Lazar. He's the best. Raviona, thank you so much for your sponsorship. So why is it in these four realms, in the three realms, we have a difference in the size between things, right? You could have a small little um, table and you could have an enormous gigantic. You could have a tiny little hut or shack and then you could have a palace. Enormous difference. And then it comes to the, so that's the inanimate world. And then it comes to the vegetative world. You could have a tree, which is a sapling, tiny little small to the ground. And you could have the redwood forest. Enormous, climbs high into the sky. Then you have the animal kingdom. You could have an ant and you could have an elephant. And when it comes to the human kingdom, okay, a few inches here, a few inches there of height, but relatively we're all the same size. So in all three other areas, you have enormous differences in size. And yet when it comes to the human being, to that realm, we're all relatively of similar size. So you could have a small little hut and an enormous palace. You can have a little sapling and an enormous tree. You can have a little ant and a big elephant. And human beings, relatively speaking, are all of a similar size. How could that be? Said Rev Waxman, listen to this carefully, so beautiful. He said, you're wrong. When you look at the human being as their external, as their su- surface, as the superficial, when that is all you see, then you're right. We look like we're similar and all the same. But that's not who we are. Who we are is our neshama. And a neshama can be a million times bigger. We can be a million times bigger tomorrow than we are today. And today we could be a million times bigger than we were yesterday. And one person could be a million times bigger than the person next to them. So each of those other areas and realms, they are defined by their external. So by the ant and the elephant, or by the sapling and the tree, or by the little hut and the palace. But the human being, who we really are, our essence, the definition, our identity, is our neshama. And there, a person taka could be a million times bigger or smaller than the other. So we live with these multiple identities. We have the nefesh, the ruach, and the neshama. The nefesh, we have in common with the animal kingdom. They're also a nefesh. But a yid, a Jew, is a higher level. A human being is more than just the animal soul, the animal instinct, the animal impulse. But let's start with the nefesh. The nefesh is koach ha'emunah. The nefesh gives within us a consciousness to be able to have faith and to be able to make choices based on our faith. Even the level of the nefesh, even the lowest level of the soul is expanded when it comes to Shabbos. 
Even the lowest level of the soul is bigger than usual when it comes to Friday turning Shabbos, turning Friday into Erev Shabbos. We have a greater awareness more of a consciousness, more of a mindfulness of the presence of Hashem. Maybe all week long we're going through the motions of living as observant Jews because we feel we have to. That's what my parents did, my grandparents did. That's what my community does. That's what I need to do if I want my children to get shiduchim. All week long, maybe behechrech, we feel first forced or coerced, but not Shabbos. Shabbos, it is not because anyone's pushing us or coercing. It's, it's real, it's genuine, it's authentic. And it is an expanded version of that mindfulness and that consciousness of that presence of Hashem, of that yearning to be connected to Him. And on top of the nefesh, which is the initial base foundational level of the soul, that in itself is expanded on Shabbos, but on top of that you have the ruach. What is ruach? Ruach are the feelings. Feelings. Ruach is when you get goosebumps. Ruach is when you move to tears. Ruach is when you're singing and dancing and you're putting your hands together and you can't even control it. Remember in camp, we've got Ruach. Yes, we do. We've got Ruach. How about you? You ask, is there any Ruach in here? A Ruach doesn't just mean a wind. It means a vibrancy. It means an energy. It means to be alive. It means to have feelings in the heart. The Ruach is the Hergesh Shebelev. The Ruach is what we feel. Ukulelosam gimel ha-midos ha-ikarios. And included in them are the core three Midos. Shame Ava Yiravudvekas. The three midos, the three qualities, the three relationships we have with Hashem are love, love, not a conditional love, not love because you give me A, B, and Z, X, Y, and Z, but an unconditional love, a love of admiration, a love of affection. And Ava Sha'ina Tuluyubadav or love. Yira. Yira can be two parts. There's a Yira Sa'onesh, there's a fear, being a scared or afraid, and there's a Yira Saromamus. There's exalted, there's awesome. Sometimes you recoil because you have fear. The other person can punish or harm you. And other times you recoil because you say, I'm in awe. I'm unworthy. I'm in awe. Here, Vichamayar will pick up with this next week. He gets into corresponding to those three, Avayir and Vekas, clinging to Hashem. I forgot the third. Clinging and cleaving to Hashem. Corresponding to that are the lower three Midos, which are Akshana, stubbornness, obstinacy, a willingness to admit the truth, admission, and koach is kashrus, the capacity to connect. So Shabbos we have, just like the nefesh is bigger and more than usual, so to the ruach, margesh hageshos. You ever notice that on Shabbos you're able to feel? Right during the week you can't feel because your phone is buzzing, beeping, you are running and going, there's so much to do, who has time to pause and to feel? In Shabbos, you could read something that moves you to tears. Shabbos, you could have a breakthrough. You could see an image and a dream and a vision. Shabbos, you could listen to a drusha and laugh and cry and rethink your whole life. There's room to feel. There's room for a hergish. There's room to experience. So we'll pick up Amir Tashem with this next time. Thank you again to the Fishmans. Thank you to my beloved cousin, Rabbiana Gedalia Lazar. So grateful for your sponsorship. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, stay holy. And... Stay tuned because get on brsonline.org slash global. Help us continue to teach and share our Torah by being a partner with us, BRS Global. Happy and a healthy Shabbos and a good Chodesh. Shnechnas Adar Marben Besimcha. Adar. Mishnechnas. When Adar enters us, 
Don't just enter the calendar, the month. Let it enter you. Have a holy and a healthy and a happy Shabbos.